Hello and welcome to Serial, a Bit Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Clone Three Three Four, also known as Star Rambler. Um, <laughs> these these intros are definitely hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, as bad as as bad as the intro is, we are still officially the longest running Bit Heroes podcast in existence. We've been on for one minute, right? <laughs> That's a pretty bold claim already. All right. I'm talking to you guys, Very and well. I haven't introduced you. So, first of all, you guys probably know him for 500 levels as Long Dong Gamer. We have Gifted Gamer. Hello, everybody. And my guildmate, Footsie Sooty. Hello, everybody. And I don't know. We're doing a Bit Heroes podcast, guys. So I think we'll just get right into it. Do we want to like introduce ourselves any more than just our names? I mean, we talk about our playing history when we started, what guild we're in right now, our builds if we want to. Yeah, so I am a level 385 DPS. I'm currently working on getting that last piece of the camouflage set. How about you, gamer? Oh, I am at level 508 currently, and I switch between bait and tank depending on world boss. I am rocking the new Trials and Gauntlets set along with the world boss set. I'm terrible with the names. (laughs) And Sudi? I am a level 379 bait or tank, like gift or like gamer said, whatever the content depends on. I'm running up tiered earthen might and the new SP set, at least just the staff of that right now. And I'm currently on the weave grind. Right on. I'm starting to think about that weave grind myself. It's uh, it's an intimidating grind. I got some very good RNG. I think it was a couple days ago where I got all three um, nether netherworld boss mythics in an hour. Which definitely helps. What? So you're trying to make we? <laughs> yeah, it was it was nutty. That's crazy. I am. Yeah, I am at eight out of eight mythics, or eight out of sixteen, seven out of sixteen mythics for weave. I'm getting there. Right on. And uh, I guess for the listeners, we're we're starting this show up. We want to give the fans. Um, the fans listen to me i'm like talking like we have fans already um <laughs> no but we want to make a place where we can you know talk about what's new in bit heroes and what's coming up and give our opinions on on different things so i think we should get right into it i'm gonna pull up the uh friday news since the the update just happened we're recording friday night so let's see, nine fourteen. So we have new rune. New runes have been added to the game. So let's. We want. Do we want to just go through each one and talk about it as we go? Um, you can probably read through it first. Yeah, you can probably read through it first, and we can check out each point individually. Okay. Um, we also have new PvP trials and fishing events are starting. The new Battle Bards Expedition starting in seven days. A new daily login rewards are available. And the Democratic Player Council voting will start in two weeks. So we got a good chunk of stuff 
here. Um, I feel like the new runes are probably the most exciting. I would agree. They are definitely very fresh elements to the game with what they're doing. Let me pull them up, I guess, before we get too much into them. So the gauntlet reward is called the Bonic Rune. And the legendary version is 5% chance when you hit an enemy to reduce current enemy team health by 10%. And let's see, the uh, PvP one, the legendary version is it's called the Bully Rune. The legendary version has 25% chance when you get hit to increase your special by 1. So yeah, that's the rune I was talking about that I'm most excited about, mostly because I'm a baiter tank, but I feel like... It's probably going to proc quite a bit, and you're going to have a lot of SP as a bait or a tank. Yeah, because like a lot of times, like a tank has such a slow speed that they um, don't gain special very fast. So it seems like a really good buff to them. Yeah, and as Gamer was saying, both of them definitely have their own unique taste for different builds. With the bully obviously being more tank bait oriented, and the bonic being more DPS oriented. But even so, they're both very as gamers also saying, new, fresh kind of concepts for the game that could change gameplay potentially very greatly, depending on how they're used. I think also for the Trials and Gauntlet one with the one, the 5% to reduce enemies, like it's kind of making like the, the laser, like ricochet builds, like really strong if you get a lot of procs with that. Oh, yeah, because it's 5% chance when you hit an enemy. So you get that exactly pinging around. 10% health, and that doesn't, like, it's not affected by any kind of, like, um, damage reduction or anything. So it's just, like, a straight 10% chunk that you get to do. How how does this rune compare to the last one? Because isn't it, like, when I say the last one, let me go look at my dude and, and the one that I'm running. I have the epic mall rune. And it's whenever you hit an enemy, you reduce their current health by 10%. So this one is doing the whole team. Yeah, I heard that they might rework or balance those two to make them mesh a little bit better because people are already complaining that, yeah, you have that rune that only does the target that you're hitting versus this one where you're doing the whole team. Yeah. Personally, I, yeah. Personally, I enjoy the concept of the new runes they're adding. I think the two more recent ones in both slots were better than the two original ones they released. With the um, the upside down one being the, the upside down triangle one being the the increased damage and increased DR when full health, which I, in my personal opinion, were better than the first two released. And then I think these two new ones are much better than the two original ones. Yeah, it seems like it. I ground so hard to try and get that that epic one from the <laughs> from the last event, and now this one seems like it blows it out of the water. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how they balance it out. So in the in the Discord, Ken Kong he has an update that says we're also looking at the stats of the new Bonic Rune as well as how it compares to the Mall Rune this weekend, and will likely bring the two closer to each other in terms of utility. So hopefully the rune that I have gets a buff since I have it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see them increasing the uh, the probably the proc percentage on them. Just that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe double it might be what's necessary. Triple it maybe just because it's a single target. That's a much more specific case. 
And depending on the content, could be more impactful than the full team. But it really just depends. So I'm curious to see how they're going to go about it. So let's see. What else was on the news? What do you guys think of the Battle Bards expedition? <laughs> it was an interesting picture, but I feel like they're using Kaleido again in it. And I was kind of hoping that it would be like a different raid box because I'm sure that's probably going to be like the legendary or like the mythic from it. And you have to use Kaleido again in the schematic. Yeah, that is pretty rough, especially since I, I, I mean, I'm assuming the reason why they made Kaleido so important with the new content was because previously all the fusions of him were not very good, and then I think with extermination they definitely made his uses better. But yeah, I, I agree with if they overuse it, then it would be too much. I guess it depends if he's really good or not, because I don't know how many people want to go back to Raid 2 and try to grind out capturing him. Personally, the idea of grinding in Raid 2, like, my eyes already hurt. (laughs) All the colors? Yeah. That one's too bright for me. I can't handle it. I already got enough of it for my drifting grind back in the day, where going back to it now would just be too hard. Oh, God, yeah. I just had flashbacks of when I made Walcom, those Driffins. I like yeah. the aesthetic of it, though. It does the the new designs definitely do look nice. It's just the practicality. Hopefully, it will be usable, and we can actually see those designs later on. Yeah, he's got like a guitar sword, rainbow sword. I don't know. None of these instruments look playable to me, except for maybe <laughs> the drum on the back of the Yeti. <laughs> you are the resident musician here. <laughs> Anyways, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, the new daily login rewards are pretty crazy. I'm very excited about these. So let me pull up. I took some screenshots earlier so that we could uh, remember what everything is. So let me pull up here. And looking through them, it is crazy, honestly. So, So the first 10 days doesn't look like too much has changed. Except for, I don't remember getting 50 gems twice. Is that yes. new? They buffed both of those. They also buffed the Mount Guts. Not like that's a ton. I think they um, buffed the Rune Fragments as well. Yeah, 20 Rune Fragments. And then, let's see, Day 11, you actually get uh, Critter Jelly. I'm very excited about that. And it's actually a fair amount, too, with 50 of it. Yeah, because in the entire time that I've been playing, I've not even been able to upgrade my my critter like two levels. I think I got two two of them. Can't afford that third one. Let's see what else. So you get fifty gems every like six days. Is that how it works out? Pretty much. It looks like it. Yeah, every five days. Yeah. Okay, so there's some component cream too. What do you guys think? Day fourteen is that like crazy. <laughs> potion what do you guys think of that i mean if it would just move where you see it when you go to use potions like put at the far end and not the very first potion yeah i I wouldn't mind it but it it gets to be annoying to me like yeah because it goes the most powerful the weakest the medium and then strong yes i mean i'll use it more if they give us more but I wonder if they'll scale back the price in the shop because currently it's priced at 500 gems to buy just one of them in the shop. That's just which I don't even know if most people can know that they could buy it. Like, along with skeleton keys, those are the two kind of buys that I even forgot they honestly had in the shop for a while until you go and actually look at it. So I wonder if they'll balance those back at all, especially giving it out with the seemingly monthly cycle, which 
I find intriguing that they're going to. I wonder if they're going to adjust everyone's players to start on day one at the beginning of the month or if it's just going to be their own monthly cycle. Well, I was on six today. Like, so I think it's like you start wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. I think it is too because Emily's screenshot, she's on day four. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Day 20, you get a super scroll. Day 19 is uh, two stat points. And you also have a ticket bundle before that. Oh, yeah. I missed like, like a full ticket, ticket bundle. bundle. Yeah, full on one. Yeah. And the cap tome above it. Oh, yeah. Capture tome. So I'm skipping. <laughs> we should be like. <laughs> I should have started on day 30 and sang it backwards like like 12 days of Christmas or something. But, <laughs> yeah, the bonus is definitely interesting. Yeah, like the third screen or whatever from t- day 21 on is like crazy too because you actually yeah. get ancient fragments on day 21. I can't I believe tell exactly what day 24 is. I believe that's the can for rage shards, which I think gives you eight, I want to say. That's what I was thinking too been a while since i've seen one of those though <laughs> and then you have the movement speed boots on day 27 which is always the, nice the skates rocket skates which i believe those are 250 i want to say 250 percent boost i could be wrong i think you're right which gets you up if you have a legendary mount to i believe 19.25 percent which is Cooking through a pretty decent amount of content. <laughs> I, I'm just going to trust you on that one because that's like way <laughs> more math than I can handle on a Friday yeah, I cur- night. <laughs> I currently have a uh, weekly boost when the 250 popped up, and I believe it's 19.25. I can try yeah. something real fast. I if guess. your guild has the max speed. Hurt. Yes, yes. Day 29, you get three stat points. So you can get five stat points in a month, which is more than what it used to be, which is nice. Actually, six, because they're still the original one. So they almost... I guess they yeah, almost double right. it, but... That's they a nice boost. Yeah, because it was every ten days. And then day 30 is the one that... I'm surprised. I'm very surprised to see this here. I think so the only day one. 30... Well, I mean, we'll just say it. You get a... It's Bitgore, right? The duck. Yes. 500% boost of everything for 24 hours. That to me shows that they like care about the community. Like they're giving away a bit gore. If you just log in for 30 days. Yeah. I mean, that makes it more free to free to play friendly versus having to like spend money to buy those types of boosts. And like, that's a, that's like a good boost too. like 500% stuff into scoff at. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's other than ultra gore. That's like the best in the game, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, imagine what buck, like buck gore is like six hundred percent. That's only for six hours, so I think big gore has even more value. Yeah, it definitely does. Which I could get into an ab- a debate about the last trial or the last trials event, but we can discuss that later <laughs> about the order of all that. But yeah, giving one free of those a month is crazy, and like as we all saw, Dan climb what was it twenty seven levels in twelve hours on ultra gore. And he's probably going to be doing that again soon. Imagine what he could do on 24 hours every month with 50% or 500%. See, I've thought about that too. Like, it'd be nice to gain a bunch of levels. Like, yeah, if you want to invest a whole bunch of tokens into level one gauntlet or trials and just go off for a day. I mean, that's some serious leveling if you want to. Or yeah. items as well. 
So wait, walk me through that. Like I heard about that, but I don't know if I fully understand. So they just did the ultra gore and then did level one trials. Yeah, basically that's kind of what he did. So instead of using it for like the item finder capture, he was using it for the, the experience portion of it so that he could just plow through and get a whole bunch of experience from level one. Yeah, so the reason why level one is because regardless of your level reason we're running level one to nine thousand, it gives you the same experience. And naturally level one would be the fastest. So you basically sit there and use as many five token runs of level one either trials of gauntlet, which I believe gauntlet would be faster. Yeah, because you wouldn't have to move all around. Yeah, animations as well. So you could yeah. you could knock through a serious amount if you have say two hundred, three hundred token duffels like I'm sure he had. <laughs> you can just uh, get. I think he got. I think the number was 120 million experience in 12 hours, which is ridiculous. That's almost double the contribution I have in my guild right now. <laughs> For like the entire time you've been playing. Yes. Wow. That's so. That's just kind of perspective on that. Okay, so I was. Uh, thank you for clearing me up on that because I heard about it and like, that's crazy. It's kind of hard to comprehend if you've never like, like, like if you just checked in before and then after he did it. It's kind of crazy to see how he could go from like level seven eighty to level like eight hundred something. Yeah, and I mean, most games it's sort of counterintuitive that you get the same amount of experience for level one as you do, like level nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is crazy to think about it, but it's what it does. <laughs> They yeah. might look into it more. I don't know what their plans are. I don't even know if they had said anything about him doing that particularly, but if they don't change it soon, I feel like he's going to do it again within a week or so. Is that so. something like, that could be considered like exploiting like a thing in the game? I don't really think so. Cause, I mean, if you think about the amount of materials that you'd have to spend to make that kind of grind to even get those levels. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty penny what he probably spent to get that much resources, but I mean, if you're going for it, then all power to you. Yeah, I guess to me it doesn't seem broken because anybody could do it. You could you're not really up. getting good loot from it either at level one, so. Right. Yeah, you're definitely giving up a lot just for the, the time. It's an interesting so, concept that I'm surprised nobody else has tried before. I mean, that grant that was kind of the first time anybody's really seen the usage of a 100 or 1000% boost. But it, it opens the door to many other people to think about what they could potentially do to minimize and maximize the use of their resources and buffs, which is something that I know I personally look into a lot when I play. I feel like I might do that type of grind too, but I would wait until like they do another like 100% experience all week kind of thing. Yeah, really stack up those buffs. Yeah, get even more experience. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like what um, Gav did during the last Double Drops GVG event. I feel like it's kind of a similar comparison where he essentially popped as many shard or as many um, um, badges as he could in that GVG, and he gained, I believe, three hundred or four hundred total stat from that event alone through gold coins, which is just crazy. Yeah, I've also thought about doing that too. I'm not going to lie. I started saving up all my honor points and just sitting on those badges. Yeah, I'm kind of tossing around the idea as well for the next time they do double drop. Mm-hmm. If they even do it again after yeah. that. Uh, they've got to do it. 
They have to. Because that's a money maker right there. If you offer double drops, you know people are going to be buying up badges to try to get yeah. some total stats. It's just crazy. I'm looking at the leaderboard right now, and he's currently ranked 10th as a level 532 compared to people that are up 100 plus to maybe 200 plus levels above him below him. So it really goes to show, like, if you really want to get a lot of use out of your resources and time, I mean, doing something like that's not a bad idea at all. Especially with these new boosts, you know, to get all the extra chances for that gold coin. And if they give you a big gore every month, then you can save up maybe seven months worth and have a whole week of 500% to do whatever with. Mm -hmm. Which, if you think about that and you have the resources, I mean, who knows what you could do. But yeah, it's a crazy change to the daily rewards. A change I very much welcome. Yeah, it needed buffed for a long time, I think. Yeah, I have to agree. It was pretty lackluster. So the only other thing left on the news is the Democratic Player Council voting will start in two weeks. Yes, this is something that I think we've all been looking forward to ever since Kong tossed out the idea. And that was, what, a month and a half ago, two months ago at this point. So the long-anticipated wait is finally about to come to a close, and it's, it's, it's bringing a lot of action. There's a lot of people tossing interest in it, lots of different ideas, opinions. Lots of different options to vote on. Yeah, there's so many people that I like recognize like from the game, like their names popping up and stuff. I'm going to see if anybody has even looked at my uh, my application. I have ten views, guys. Nice. I'm the least viewed of anybody else on the entire forum. <laughs> I think it all like falls to like when your post dropped to who's kind of viewed it if it's felt the wayside where a bunch of other people posted so then you're on page two or three already kind of thing yeah yeah oh this person has uh nine so i'm not the lowest (laughs) but they were just they just posted five hours ago so they have time to pass me up but it is kind of nice to see that they're doing something like that i think it makes people want to play the game more knowing that you can actually give valuable input to the game yeah, and go back to what Star was saying. I agree that's refreshing to see familiar names on those lists, especially since you know that they've been in the game so long. They know what they're talking about, which bringing that many people together in one council that Kong's actually listening to like intently and directly, it's very nice to see hopefully the changes they can bring from that. Yeah, I was trying to think if I've ever heard of any other game that has a Democratic Players Council. Yeah, I don't know if I know of anything like this either. Yeah, that's the thing. With the rate that this game is growing, I think it's bringing around a lot of new new ideas and topics for people to discuss and talk about. And, I mean, it could bring lots of change to other games depending on how it goes. If it brings in a lot more players, um, brings in more advertisement for the game, more player-friendliness, more player retention. I mean, there's a lot of things they could look at that could really even toss this game higher into more audiences if it really takes off, honestly. Yeah, I mean, imagine seeing that this game has, like, an actual player console. So, like, you know, it's not just some corporate devs running things. Like, you actually have players who play the game giving feedback and making the game even better for players. It's just Yeah, I think a lot of people's, like, biggest complaint is that the game is so pay-to-win. But the game has to make money somehow, but at the same time, they're, like... 
so willing to listen to our input that they have like this council that they're going to elect and and listen to. So I think I've never seen any other game that has has that. And it's interesting too that they like broke it up like it's not just a player console, you know, like they have like for beta testing, they have for like meta specialists and like community advocates, like they've diversified what this console is doing. Yeah. And kudos to Kong for picking this up after uh, Jumpio because I mean, I think we all saw that Jumpio did a great job for the years they ran it. And I think the transition has been very nice between the two of them. So I'm glad to see that they're picking this up and even refreshing current topics and getting the players even more involved than, for a period of time, I definitely feel like we even were. So it's nice to see that picked up even to a higher level. So speaking of listening to the community and and suggestions and stuff, one of my favorite things is the dev suggestions on the BitHeroes official server. So I was I wanted to read through some of these uh, suggestions that have been posted and get your guys' thoughts on on what you think of these, if they should be in the game or not. Yeah, I've looked through some of these as well, so... Take it on. So the first one, um, oh man, I I just realized I have to pronounce people's usernames. So the the first suggestion is from Rel Rel Narad. Um, it says, <laughs> oh my god, what is this? Uh, the Riv Rivernan, yeah. So Rivernan, Scubby, and X Four Hapa fusions. Each require two raid goblins to make, which I feel is too expensive. Just as you've changed the Rigneous fusion requirements, I recommend that you also change these to require one raid goblin plus one raid eight epic familiar. There's a lot of confusing familiar names in there that I don't actually know. (laughs) Yeah, so all three of those are the new legendary schematics released within the new raid. And Rigneous is the new um, mythic schematic in that raid. So what it's saying is that the um, the Arvernon schematic takes two of the raid goblins from, I believe it's R5, I want to say, with the pyramids. Yeah. And Scubby takes two gobbies, which, as we see, appear in all the different in-between dungeons. And then Hapuf takes two X4 Gombo, which is R5. So, I think this reminds a lot of players kind of of like the bully grind for Walligder, <laughs> which only takes just one, mind you, and that's a mythic schematic. So it's yeah, I wasted my Ultra Gore farming for bullies, and I got two in twelve hours. So it's oh man, you could have yeah. pulled a Dan and gained a bunch of levels or something. <laughs> I know I could have done anything else. I don't know why I did it, but. Uh, I honestly, my reasoning for that was I thought that they would for sure have another Ultra Gore like for sale, like by now. So I didn't think I was really wasting it. I just figured I was using it and I would get another one. But I've been proven wrong. Yeah, I thought I definitely think they increased the cost of the new schematics in terms of like what you have to gather to actually get them. And looking at the familiars, the legendary ones don't look too bad in my opinion. There's, I still think, better options for all of them, especially cheaper, where you can get something like a whole team of Melborgs for like a, like a 1% of the cost, in my opinion. And Rigneous is cool, in my opinion, but again, it gets outshined just because it's a mythic in general, which mythic, grinding for mythics is a very tough choice to make and a very 
commit full and long term one <laughs> if you want to do it. Tell me about it. I have two plus five logders. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a crazy one. That bully grind was brutal. I can't imagine if you got to get two of these raid goblins to make each of the pieces. That's just so many. So is the consensus that we give Relnarad a, a thumbs up? I, if, I would agree. If he wants to make the change to drop it down to one goblin, yeah, definitely, because two for each of the pieces is way too much. And I also see where the where the extra uh, raid eight epic familiar comes in because all the previous raid schematics have used usually the epic either epic fusions or epic fams themselves. Whereas there's only one schematic that's legendary and above that takes a epic fusion from the from uh, from raid eight, and that's Rigneus, which takes three of one of the epics. So it's some food for thought compared to previous content which they could also be wanting to go away from previous content which more power to them but it's definitely an interesting change on their part okay this next one is from from derpy hooves yeah we might just summarize this one yeah i'm not going to read the whole thing but we'll we'll start out it says implement a special rune crafting option for players that haven't been able to get the runes they want um he says it would work like this. Every time you exchange a rune, you get a special material for that rarity. Let's just call it rune shards for now. <laughs> Once you collect five of the same rarity type of rune shards, you can then create a specific rune that you want to focus on your, for your next try. So we won't go all into it or like the details, but what do you guys think of rune crafting? Should it be like updated in some way yes. that you can get a specific <laughs> yes, one? Yes, please. Yeah, I don't know how gamers experiences compared to mine i'll let him discuss his more well i'm still trying to get my uh my meta rune to get like a legendary redirect or the gale rune and then trying to get like the four damage reduction runes was also like a major pain because like there's like 12 options for that yes it's crazy so if you're trying to get like a certain one like in this case damage reduction try to get four of them like your odds are extremely low unless you're going to push really hard in some event where it top one or two gets the legendary rune you're looking for. Like they definitely need something else. I can't tell you how many times I've rerolled like the same rune, like something dumb, like health or deflect, like I'm never going to use. And then you only get a fifth of it back. And then the grind to try to get, you know, another 500 or a thousand pieces to, so you get that shot again. My my thought when I read this is it kind of works like whenever they change sets so that you could like roll for a set piece your your legendaries like scrap for for the for the dust and then you can roll like what was it twenty of those into a set piece. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> or am I saying it wrong? It's like the hundred the hundred of that material plus the the set item special piece that you get. And you get the chance to roll. Right, because that's how I got in my Inferno set, was I never did heroic, uh, the heroic world boss. I just did the normal until I got enough legendaries that I could craft the set pieces. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I did with my staff I'm using right now from the new world bosses. I think for this, it would be nice, though, like if you're scrapping like five of these legendaries, though, like to eventually get like a guaranteed, like, this is the one I'm trying to get. Like, just please, for the love of God, give me it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I personally yeah. agree with this change. I've had pretty good, I would say, 
RNG with runes. I've I played a very risky strategy and thankfully it paid off for me, but hearing from other players and their experiences, it sounds very very not fun. Very anti player almost and very game like anti gameplay where you're basically tossing it up in the air every like two or three weeks of a chance to get something that you like I mean that could greatly impact your gameplay, so I think that'd be a welcome change by many, many, many players. Yeah, or they need to offer more of the frags so you can get more opportunities to roll. If they don't want to give you like a guarantee, I would take just more chances at it. You know what? That, to me, almost sounds like the best solution is to make the material just less rare. Which I think Kong's trying to like, do. Compared to how it started getting a little sparse towards even like two or three months ago, I think even especially like we saw with the changes in the uh, the daily rewards, they are adding more of those opportunities, which albeit a small a smaller amount, I would say, it's still a welcome change that brings in more and more. And with the changes to the drops and PvP and Gauntlet rewards every week, it I think yeah. it's going to be better. But a system like this would kind of solidify the changes to runes. I don't know. My thought on this system is I don't know like. The, I guess like games get complicated and confusing, but to me, like I don't even know what half of the stuff I break down, like my legendaries makes now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it, maybe instead of, instead of having a whole new system, just making it less rare would be, would be a lot better. Yeah. Just something. <laughs> yeah. Anything in that direction, yes. please. All right. So we're going to give, Derpy who's a uh, thumbs up. So it looks like there's actually a new a new uh, suggestion that was just posted, I think, four minutes ago, if you want to check it out. Um, it's a very yeah, interesting holy. one reading through it. Okay, did you read it already? Yeah, I've read it a little bit. Should I read the whole thing? Um, I can give the rundown if you want me to. Okay, so we got a suggestion from Lower Legend. Balanced familiar redirect augments with player redirect meta runes. Yeah, so what's saying is that the legendary soul rune that players can currently use is a thirty percent bonus, while the legendary the, the max legendary bone that has redirect is four percent or a max twenty four percent when it's on a legendary or mythic familiar, that's plus five. So basically this post is saying that that gives a distinct advantage to well geared players, um, as they don't really lose as offensive familiars compared don't lose out or don't lose out on anything else because they usually actually have higher TS where you see like higher end players using familiars and their raid teams over actual players because they're so geared like they're geared so well. And then it goes on to use like the exceptions Rombolio because it has the 15% redirect on it. But even like the familiar like that doesn't have good survivability. So the ending of it's basically to bump it up in a percentage, I believe the current range would bump it up to 25.2% to 30%, which would match it at the legendary uh, soul rune that players can use. So I'm not sure how you guys feel about that. I see what he's going for. So let's say like you're not a tank or a bait with the, the redirect. So you're running a, a DPS setup and you have like a bait familiar or a tank familiar and you want them to have the same opportunity for that, that 30% redirect. Yeah, especially if like the, as more people are getting more solid, like seventy five percent crownies, where they're always at seventy five percent dr, where having that extra redirect on it would be very helpful. 
where they can feel more leisurely to run DPS builds or have a more solid bait than they already have. So is the the thought for this, like, say some, is it to make familiars, like, good enough that people can do raids and things without having to have, like, a stacked friends list? You could do that. I mean, I was running, yeah. as you know, raids with my familiars, like a full team of familiars, clearing it. Yeah. But even for, like, PvP, you know, so that they have the same opportunity to have a redirect. Yeah, I think this is definitely a welcome change. Especially since most of the offensive bonuses for familiars are actually, I believe, maxed to what offensive runes can do for them in terms of augments compared to players. So I think there is probably a little bit of balancing need there. If the offensive variety are going to be equally as good, then naturally the defensive ones should also be as good. I think there's some exceptions there, but for the most part, I think it would be a more balanced change. That sounds good to me. I'm going to give Lower Legend a thumbs up. So let's move on to, I think we've we've covered enough of these. We'll, we'll get into more on, on the next episode. Yeah. If anybody has any specific ones that they have mentioned in this chat or are wanting to, you could let us know. We could also talk about it here first or go check it out ourselves if there's a specific one. Right on. So our last segment, so do you said you, you want to talk about a build that's hot. Yeah, so there's a build I saw the other day in World Chat 2 that was used by a certain Kush Ice from Dark Horizon. And it was a build that includes Starweave and Polychromatic Blaster, the two ancients, and then the new mythic main hand Pew from uh, Heroic Melvin, and then three out of four Merciless from tier 10 which is currently tier 11 for him with weave is four out of four and he was also running a offensive carlor at the time and his mount is Jupdor. so this is this is a build i was looking at that intrigued me because of the stacking of bonuses within it where you have the extra redirect from the new pew which is at base 1.5 percent which is doubled to three percent from blaster and combined with the 3% from his mount and the 3 out of 4 skill on Merciless, is a very, what, like, like using gaming turns, an ad-clearing build. But the damage on it also looks very good for anything, in my opinion. Where you could go from killing waves of enemies and then targeting down a boss, um, and PvP clearing out a whole team with ease, GBG, the same thing. And it uses the Merciless set, which is something that I don't think we've seen yet in this tier, just because people have focused on the newer gear and getting other stuff up tiered. So it was just kind of a welcome sight to my eyes that I feel like we'll probably see more of builds like this later on. It's just as players are finally getting up there, it's builds like these that kind of caught my attention. Yeah, it's definitely not a build that I've seen so far. It seems pretty unique and looks like it's probably a lot of fun. Right on. I think that's it. Do we do we have anything else you guys need to cover? I would just say if anybody has any suggestions or any like any section suggestions for us, uh, sections like topics we should include in our conversations, any questions that you want us to answer, we could also include a segment for that later on. Uh, let us know and we'll talk about them. Yeah, and the place they can go to to actually let us know is. Uh, the uh, Star Rambler Discord. 
Um, if you guys actually just go to StarRambler.com, it will link you to my Discord, and I'm going to set up a little section for, for Spherial, the podcast, the Bit Heroes podcast, and it'll ha- we'll have like suggestions and, and everything everything that you need there. Yeah, this has been definitely a lot of fun doing this. I can't wait to do some more. Yeah, I can't wait. So the last thing we need to do is is plugs, guys. Let everybody know what we're up to and and uh, where they can find us as stuff. I guess we already let them know where to find us on the Discord. But um, guys, I'm Star Rambler, but I'm also Clone Three Three Four in the game. Vote Clone Three Three Four for Community Advocate. That's my plug. <laughs> this is all the campaigning I'm doing. I'm Gifted Gamer. This is going my only plug as well. I'm running for a beta tester, so please vote for me. And I am Sodi. You can find me at twitch.tv slash FOTC underscore SOTY. And I stream BitHero stuff. I might get into some other games. If there's stuff other than BitHeroes you might be interested in. Right on. We need like a clever sign-off. <laughs> Does anybody have a Bit Heroes pun that we can sign off with? I'm putting you guys on the spot. <laughs> I'm sure we'll know. do something. Yeah. I gotta like look at like schematics right. or something and find something that we can play off of. <laughs> well, something right, right for next time. So Yeah. Um all I would say, I guess, is uh guys, may your loot be legendary or set or mythic, and uh we'll see you next week. 